than us. No, no, no. Uh, his promises are yes and amen, but uh, that's why we named uh, Judah the name we named him. Y'all may not know this, but if you look at Genesis 37, I think it's verse 26. Don't look it up. Um, but it says, uh, it's talking about uh, uh, Leah uh, bearing children, and it says that Leah uh, bore a child naming him Judah saying, uh, praising God and saying, I will bear no more. And so that's how, that's how Juju got his little name. And um, that's not true. <laughs> we named him that because the verse really is there, but we found, we, we, we came across that after. Hey, um, first of all, uh, welcome to Camo Sunday. This is something that we do. I'm going to switch, Jared. Um, this is something that we Okay, good. We do this every year, and we have a great time. And and I, thank you for letting Pastor have fun sometimes. Come on, there's there's some churches out there that would be like, Pastor, we don't know about this camouflage you're wearing. And uh, so thank you for, for letting Pastor have fun. I think that when we do things like this, it builds and enhances the culture of the community in community church. Amen? And so we're doing this. Why do we do Camo Sunday, the first Sunday in October? Because uh, if you're a bow hunter, uh, bow season in Louisiana opened yesterday. Uh, and so I, I got the greatest schooling in outdoor survival and tracking and how to identify different leaves yesterday and if you want to know all about it i'll tell you but uh, anyway i had a, a, a genuine wild man took me out in the woods and showed me like what a pine tree looks like it was great and i'm like on my phone and he's like get off your phone dude we're in the woods all right <laughs> and uh, anyway uh, but uh, so I'm excited for that. Thanks for thanks for participating. It's just fun. It's just something fun we do. Also, elephant in the room. Yes, Pastor has band-aids on his head. No, Brittany did not hit Pastor, although she may have wanted to. That's not how this happened. Um, and it does no. It doesn't have anything to do with Ryan Garrett either. Okay. All right. So just move that. It has everything to do with Lance Davenport. If you want to know about it, you can't talk to him because of HIPAA. Anyway, no, I had a little procedure done. It's no big deal. Uh, my son said, Daddy, he took your brains out. <laughs> I said, no, Jonah. He said, all right, good. Uh, <laughs> man, all right. If you want to follow along with me, I've, I've, got, a lot of, I've got a lot of scripture today. Um, but if you want to jump in, uh, we're going to look at 2 Timothy uh, verse 20, I'm sorry, chapter 2, verse 22, to start with. We're going to jump all around this morning. Um, we'll start there. Uh, we're going to talk about pursuit. Um, what is pursuit? Uh, I think pursuit can be used, that word pursuit can be used in, in a bunch of different ways. You could say uh, maybe somebody uh, worked a job a long time and they could say, well, that was my life's pursuit. Come on, maybe somebody was uh, had a hobby. Um, they're they're you know they're doing something they something for a long time. That was my life's pursuit. Uh, come on, some of you fellows, you said I had to pursue her. Come on, uh, it was so cute yesterday at my daughter's birthday party. This little dude showed up with some flowers, and I'm like, look at this little gangster showing up with flowers. And all of a sudden, I realized, like, wait, I'm gonna have to deal with this. Like, this is something I'm gonna have to worry about in a few years, maybe sooner than I thought. Anyway, I'm, I just, man, what a gangster. Anyway, uh, <laughs> his mom was raising him right. 
So anyway, but some of you fellows would say, I pursued her. Come on. I think we all probably have goals in life. I hope you have goals. I think goals are very important. Um, maybe you have a goal right now. Maybe you don't. Maybe you're praying about uh, a goal in your life. But you could say, I pursued that goal. Come on. And so when we talk about hunting and, you know, doing those outdoor things, a lot of times you say pursue. Oh, he's pursuing game. He's out there in the, in the pursuit. And so this morning we're going to talk about pursuit. Okay, we're going to use that word a lot this morning. And so let's look at Second Timothy here. And it says, Again, I say, don't get involved with fool. Uh oh, I'm, I got ahead of myself. Woo! It says, uh, run from anything. I mean, don't get involved with foolish arguments either. That's good too. Uh, run from anything that stimulates youthful lusts. Um, uh, another version says, foolish, immature pursuits. Uh, run from anything that stimulates youthful lusts. Instead, pursue righteous living, faithfulness, love, and peace. Enjoy, and let's just finish. It says, enjoy the companionship of those who call on the Lord with pure hearts. Uh, in my notes, I cut the end of that off. Um, but I think that's good. And, and Timothy kind of speaks about us, about that, that Christ family, that, that family that's under the umbrella of Abba, Father. You remember we talked a few weeks ago about the way that Jesus prayed. And when he prayed, he said, Abba, Father. He said, our Father. And he said, hey, we're all one big family under this this creator God that is so good. And so let's talk about this a little bit. So he says, run from anything that uh, that is immature. Okay. Now when he says youthful lust here, he's not talking about run from, he's not, he's not saying get away from, uh, you know, lusting after somebody, although that is something we don't want to be doing. Come on somebody. But what he's talking about is immaturity. Run away from those things that, that cause you to have issues. And I think that's really important for us to, to, to really think about this morning. If there's something and you say, Hey, I had a problem with that. Uh, get away from that thing. Come on. If, if maybe it's a, Maybe you're dealing with an issue of frustration, of anger. Come on, you had a short temper. Uh, guess what you don't need to be doing? Hang around people that get under your skin. Because guess what's going to happen? You're going to freak out. Yeah, she said, do not watch the New Orleans Saints. Come on, somebody. Man. Oh, let's not talk about that. Uh, but listen, so we want to flee from those things. Flee from those trigger things. And sometimes you have to face something. You know, maybe you work with the public. Come on. Uh, and you have to deal with somebody. You have to talk to somebody that just really is having a bad day. And they want you to have a bad day too. And so what do we do? We lean on God. Okay. So get away from those things. Watch out from those things. And I think, and I'm a, and I'm, I know I'm spending a little bit of time on this. But I think it's important for us to be honest with ourselves. Come on. I think it's important for us to be honest with ourselves. Um, there was a group that was going into these areas of New Orleans and, and helping uh, girls that were, that were working. We'll just leave it at that. And uh, there was a gentleman that, that had a, he had recovered from a pornography addiction. And he said to his pastor, he said, Pastor, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm not comfortable with this. And pastor said, thank you for being honest. You don't, you don't need to go. Okay. We don't need to jump into things. If there's something that is a, that is a problem, it's, it's something that you've recovered from. It's something that God has helped you with. It's maybe it's something that God is currently helping you through, uh, an issue of anger, an issue of, you know, whatever. 
we need to make sure that we're honest with ourselves. We're not running up into those things. And so that's kind of what Timothy's talking about here. Or, or that's what Paul's talking about here. Um, so what does he say? He says, instead, get away from those things. Get away from those immature things. Especially uh, now that you're walking with Jesus, you, you've, you've turned over your life to Christ. And you've made him Lord over your steps. So get away from all that other stuff. Come on, I love what Ryan talked about. Uh, when, when, when Ryan got up here and preached the other night, he said, when I was a child, I thought and I spoke and I did things like a child, but when I became a man, I, you know, grew up. And so that's what this is all talking about. When we turn our life over to Jesus, there are things that we have to leave. There are behaviors. There are thought patterns. There's words that we say. We've got to leave some of that behind. So he says, instead, instead of doing what we always did before, we pursue, come on, we pursue righteous living. So let's look at that really quickly. Pursue righteousness. Proverbs 21, 21 says, Whoever pursues righteousness and unfailing love will find life, righteousness, and honor. So here's the thing. Oftentimes, when you go looking for something, you will find it. <clears throat> Excuse me. You've heard people say, you go out looking for trouble, you're going to find it, right? You've heard people say that. Come on, because guess what? It's true. It's true. And so, so he's saying in Proverbs, the writer is saying, hey, look, you pursue this righteousness. You find this righteousness. You, you pursue this unfailing love, and you find life, righteousness, and honor. How many times have you uh, encountered somebody that was just a loving person and they said, man, it just stinks being so loving. I can't stand loving people so much, man. I just, you know, and you, you talk to somebody, maybe they're an older Christian and they say, man, I spend a lot of time having compassion on people and man, it just, ugh, I just... I never got anything out. No, come on, man. When you love people, come on, when you have compassion for people, when you, when you love to see people pursue purpose and lean into what God has for them, I think that there is a life-giving property to that. Come on, you, you with me this morning? There is a life-giving property to that. Come on, we love to, to, to bless people. We love to give, and maybe we give time. Maybe we give, you know, whatever. But there is life-giving there's a life-giving property to that. And I think that um, we lean into that. And that's, that's one reason why uh, people that follow Jesus, a lot of times they have this compassion for folks. And they just, they have so much life in them. And you're like, man, you are almost too happy. Come on, if you've ever been around anybody with the last name Duron, you know what I'm talking about. Come on, some of y'all know. And uh, they're just like, come on, champ, you got this. I remember uh, the first time that I got around Danny Duron, and he's just like, man, God's worked in your life. I'm like, I'm just eating my Texas rice at Chavo's. What are you talking about? He's like, man, you come on, man, come on. And uh, just life giving. And I think when we pursue righteousness, uh, we pursue righteous living. There is such a life giving thing to that. There's a joy to that because guess what? We walk away from those things that messed us up. Come on, somebody. Uh, I love when, when Jesus is talking about building his church, he says, upon this rock, I will build my church. I will establish it. And the, um, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And when Jesus, when he, when he taught that he was in a place where there was a cave where they worshiped this God and they actually call it the gates of hell and 
He said, that right there is not going to prevail against this church. Why? Because the church is so full of life. Come on, when you follow Jesus, when you pursue righteousness, there is a life that comes in your heart. Come on, you with me this morning? Come on, some of y'all got some life this morning? Come on, come on. I know, hey, I know it was cold this morning, uh, and then Pastor came in here and turned the AC way down, but that's what Pastor Daphne taught me to do, so right? That's, all right? <laughs> so listen, there is a life-giving property to when we pursue righteousness. So what do we do? We want to pursue righteousness. We want to have that righteousness in our life. You get away from those things that are unclean. Get away from those messy, nasty things that we, we used to do. Come on, because there's an old person. And I, when, we, when we baptize, it's the coolest thing. But what does baptism mean? When we, when we go under the water, we go all the way under and we come up. Because what does that signify? That signifies the old person being buried, come on, and raising up into new life. Come on, new life. Come on, let me say it one more time. New life. When we pursue righteousness, there is new life. And some of us this morning, we might need to cling to that. Come on, because we've been frustrated. Things have been just, it's like, you say, Pastor, I just feel like I'm distant from Jesus. Pastor, I feel like my relationship with God is not, is not going anywhere. I just feel like I'm spinning my wheels. Maybe you need to lean into righteousness. Maybe there's some things that you need to examine your heart and uh, you know, pray that the Holy Spirit reveals some things. Come on, because whoever pursues righteousness and unfailing love will find life, righteousness, and honor. The second thing he says is pursue faithfulness. Come on. Now, pursue means to to chase after, to overtake, to go after. Come on, we want to go after these things. We don't want to just sit still and say, I'm going to just wait right here. You know, it's not like a parade. Come on, where you sit here and you go, throw me something, mister. Y'all, parades are dangerous. Can I just say that? And this is the parade in this town. All right, Spring Hill has 400 parades every year. Okay? And why do they, sorry, I'm going to get off on something here, but why do they do the, the, the walk-in homecoming parade after the rodeo parade? You don't want to walk down Main Street after the rodeo parade. You know what I'm saying, Austin? You know what I'm saying. It's not a good place to walk. It's not a good place to ride a motorcycle either. All right, let me get back to the text, man. So listen, but listen, we don't, we don't want to just sit here. I don't think that God, uh, I don't think that God empowers us. Come on, we're Pentecostals. We believe in Holy Spirit empowerment. We believe, that, and listen, let, I'll preach on Pentecostalism for, for, for just 30 seconds here. Pentecostalism does not mean a way you dress. It doesn't mean a way you, you, you lift your hands in church. It means a way you live your life. Come on, somebody. And so we're Pentecostal in this house, and so we believe that God empowers us through the Holy Spirit to go live overcoming, world-changing lives. Come on, somebody. And so, so listen, uh, I don't think that God empowers us to just sit still. I don't think that God empowers us to not pursue things. I don't think that God empowers us to not chase after our purpose and, and do the things. Come on, we love using the, word, the words world changers. I love, uh, y'all, October 23rd, make sure that you're here that night. Because we got some world changers that are going to come up here, and they're going to lead worship, and they're going to preach, and they're going to teach. Man, I am excited. It's going to be so good. But we love that word because that's what God empowers us to do. God has got a purpose. He is a creator. God doesn't want you to just be stagnant. Now, let me give you one thing. There may be times where we do have to wait. There may be times where we do have to hold on. 
Those are waiting seasons, but they're important and they're for a purpose. But the wait ends. Come on, God is the God of next. Let me not preach. Pastor Daphne's got a good one coming up talking about next. I'm not going to preach her message. But this is what, uh, let's talk about faithfulness. So pursue faithfulness. Lamentations 3, and if you've got it, uh, uh, brother computer, throw it up there for me because this is long. Uh, It says, the thought, the thought, (laughs) we're in Lamentations. The thought of my suffering, there it is, of my suffering and homelessness is bitter beyond Words. Let me let me just stop. And give you a little context here. So the writer here, this is Jeremiah. He's writing uh, from a siege. Okay, have you ever been stuck in a line in your vehicle and you were just frustrated? Maybe the person in front of you at McDonald's was ordering four hundred whoppers. I don't know. Maybe you went to Sonic and the person in the drive-through is ordering food. The drive-through at Sonic is only for drinks. If you want a supersonic bacon double, you go to the stall. All right. Write that down in your notes. But that feeling of being trapped is just, ah, man. So I cannot imagine this rider. He's riding from a city that's under siege, and it's been that way for a while. It's so bad that people are literally taking children. Now, this is horrible. They're literally taking children and boiling them and eating them. It's horrible, horrible, horrible stuff. And so this writer, imagine he's, he hasn't had much to eat. He's emaciated. He's unhealthy. He's, he's having a bad season of his life because that's what they would do in these ancient times. They would surround these cities and they would cut them off. And that's how they would win uh, these, these long and drawn out battles. And so he writes this. Think about that. I gave you that that ugly picture because I want you to really, really, really just soak this up. So he writes this. The thought of my suffering and homelessness is bitter beyond words. I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss. Yet, I still dare to hope when I remember this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Come on, great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin fresh every morning. I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in him. Did they write a song about this one time? Come on, pursue faithfulness. So here's, here's what I want. I want to give you two things on faithfulness. God is faithful. God is faithful. Come on. Come on. There's never been a time where God said, you know what? I can't today. Sorry. You'll have to get back with me. Make an appointment for next week. Come on. That's never happened. I love the story of Elijah when he's having this epic showdown with these uh, with these sorcerers and these prophets of a false god and he literally y'all he calls the god's name is Baal and he calls him out and Elijah says he says hey where's your god at he's not showing he literally he was dirty he said maybe he's in the bathroom could you imagine the disrespect who you know they were mad and then God come on and then Jehovah God showed up Mm, so good so God is faithful God is faithful And so here's what I want to do. I want to pursue 
faithfulness. I want to make sure that even in, in the midst of my suffering, come on, maybe I feel distant. Maybe I feel like things are not working out. I want to make sure that I pursue that faithfulness, that I pursue that goodness of God. God, I know that you are faithful, and I know that you haven't forgotten me, and so here I am, and I'm not going to shut up. I'm not going to sit down. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to just ease out the back and, 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 and quit. I'm going to stand up, and I'm going to stand strong because I know that great is your faithfulness. Come on, that is so inspiring. I love that section of scripture, especially with the context that, that Jeremiah was literally having a bad day. Come on. And he still said, great is your faithfulness. Come on. Uh, I love to, uh, to listen to testimonies. Come on. I, lo I love it when we have testimony services and uh, people talk about the things that God has done in their lives. And you say, man, how did you overcome that situation? And they say, well, God's faithful. Come on. God is faithful. And I love this because see, the world can take away things from you. Come on. The world can take your name. The world can take your reputation. The world can take, the world can take your things, but they can't take your hope. And our hope is in him who is faithful. Amen? Amen. So look, the last thing I want to I look at this morning is he says, uh, pursue, instead, pursue righteous living. Come on, we talked about that. Pursue faithfulness. Pursue love. I'm sorry, not the love. This is the third thing I want to talk about. Pursue love. First John says, First John 4 says, no one has ever seen God. But if we love each other, God lives in us. And his love is brought to full expression in us. I want to pursue that love. I want to pursue that Christ-like love. I think one of the biggest things you can do to witness to another person is to live that life of love. Come on, where we're not panicking about things. You know, we talked about this. We talked about being offended. Woo, y'all remember them sermons? We was on everybody's toes. <laughs> I was stepping on my, I was up here stepping on my own toes. And um, come on, we don't, y'all, we don't have to be offended about things. Sure, things can bother you, but we don't have to have a knee-jerk, freak-out reaction. Come on, we can have a loving response to things in the world. Come on, things that 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 scare us, things that make us nervous, things that bother us. We can have a loving reaction to those things. And I think that there's, you know, uh, churches, they use that word a lot, love. Come on, we use it here. We say, what do we do? We love big, we love always, even when it doesn't make sense, and we love forward. Come on. And I think we can use those words a lot, so much so that they may accidentally lose some meaning. They may lose some of that uh, heaviness. Come on, if, if, if you've ever been in a, maybe a teenage relationship, somebody said, I love you, and somebody freaked out, right? Like, you know, you, you're, you're going out with somebody for three days, and like, I just want you to know. And they look in your eyes. You just watched a walk to remember or something. And they go, I love you. <laughs> what? <laughs> Y'all, let me just, let me tell you a funny story. Because that word's heavy. I was, I was going out with this girl. I've been going out with her for a week and a half, Jason. That's a long time. That's a long time in 16-year-old years. Come on. And, uh, man, I thought the Lord was in it. You know what I'm saying? But now I thank God. Come on. And, uh, and I, <laughs> some of y'all know. And, uh, and I remember I was on the phone with that girl, and I was frustrated about something. I said, I just want you to know, girl, I love you. 
And she said, she said those beautiful words. Me too. Me too. What do you mean, me too? <laughs> anyway, it didn't last long. But, <laughs> and again, thank God. Uh, that word is heavy. When you say, I love you, that means a lot. You know, every night I go in and I love doing something because I got this beard. And so I go and I go into my kids' room and I just get all in their face. And I say, I love you. Because I want those kids to know, no matter what happened that day, maybe they got in trouble. Come on, because sometimes the spoons come out at our house. Can I be real with y'all? Sometimes a spoon comes out. You know what? Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. I want that kid to know at the end of the day that no matter what happened today, that I love them and that God loves them. Let me tell you something, parents. I don't care. Maybe you had a bad day as a parent. Maybe you feel like you just really just sucked it up as a parent that day. Maybe you left your kid at Walmart. I don't know. And you feel beat up, and you feel like you failed. But as long as those babies fall asleep knowing that you love them and that God loves them, you're doing all right. Come on. Pursue love. Pursue that love in your heart. Chase after having a loving attitude. What does that mean? Come on. That, mean, that means that we don't keep track of things. I love what Paul writes in Corinthians. And, you know, he's talking about the gifts of the Spirit, and what he does is he, he sandwiches love right in the middle of this heavy, theological, Holy Spirit stuff. Why? Because it's so important. It is the greatest commandment to just love. Just love people. And not let love just be a word. Come on, that can end a, end a teenage relationship very quickly. Let love be a lifestyle. Pursue that. Pursue that. And finally, let's look at one more. Because I read something I read something the other day, and it, it bothered me. And, and we were talking about in Grow You this morning that um, a lot of us don't really watch the news anymore. You remember when the news is like an everyday thing, it's like multiple times a day? You get up really early, and you're watching the news. You, you watch the news after dinner, and then you watch the news one more time right, right as you're going to bed. And it's just like what you did, right? Um, and a lot of people just don't watch the news anymore because it's so messy. There's so much nasty stuff on there. And, and I was saying that I, I don't really watch the news at all, but I did have one little blurb come through that I read, and it kind of bothered me. It was about a, another country doing something that might have some implications, and it kind of freaked me out a little bit. And um, I just I immediately thought, you know, God, I'm just going to give it to you because no matter what happens, you're still king. Come on, no matter what happens on this, on this little blue marble that's flying through space, come on, spinning around that big, nice sun, no matter what happens here, God, you are still king. And no matter what happens to me, God, you are still king over my life. Come on. That's where you find peace. That's where you find peace. Have you ever, let me just give you one more example. Have you ever called somebody that was an expert? because you had no idea. That's like my life. <laughs> That's like my life. And here's what we do at Community Church. We have, a, we have a saying here, and it's called, it goes like this, call Brother Doughton. <laughs> it's a little saying that Jason and I throw around quite a lot. Uh, but you call somebody that knows. You know, I've had, 
I've messed so many things up in, in trying to fix junk at my house, and I just have to call somebody. And, uh, man, let me tell you, there's a peace that comes over you a lot of times when, when the person walks in. Come on, maybe, maybe uh, somebody was injured, and the paramedics arrive. Maybe you're, you're hurting and you're in the doctor's office, and the doc walks in, and he's, you know that relief is coming. Um, I've seen in the fire service, I've seen you know, people losing their homes, and when the fire department gets there, you know, obviously there's still trauma happening. Wow, this is, this is horrible. I'm losing my home. But there is a relief when, when that help is coming in. Let me tell you something, church family. There's no peace that compares to knowing that our help and our trust is in God. Come on, is in Jesus. And, you know, there's a, there's a story in the Old Testament about this, this, this gentleman stepped out of a tent and he saw an enemy army surrounding them. And, church family, some of you might feel surrounded this morning. You might. And that doesn't mean that you have failed in your faith. That doesn't mean that you have, uh, you're not pursuing Jesus well enough. That means you're just living your life. There are times when we get surrounded by situations. We get surrounded by attitudes. We get surrounded. And this, this guy walks out, and he looks around, and he says, Oh, hey, we're surrounded. What do we do? And uh, the man of God says, Open your eyes. Look. And so he prays, and God opens his servant's eyes. And around that surrounding army, the enemy that is surrounding them is surrounded by God's forces, by God's army. And let me just give you something. There is peace in that. Come on. I want you to, I want you to hold on to that this morning. Pursue peace. In the, midst of, it's in the midst of strife, in the midst of turmoil, in the midst of all these things, pursue peace. I love what Pastor Monica says. She says, not going not gonna to steal my joy. She just says that. And, y'all, she's, she's not in here, so I'm going to speak a little bit. But she went through a really serious situation. And to see the peace and the joy that that woman has, wow. Wow. And the world looks at that and says, how are you? They say this. They say either your joy is fake or you're confused or something weird's going on. That's what the world's going to say. But we know better, right? Come on, church family. We know better. We know that it, even in the midst of tragedy, in the, in the midst of something horrible, peace can be, we can have peace, that our joy can remain. Because our hope and our peace is not in people. It's not in possessions. It's not in places. Our hope and our joy and our peace is in Jesus. Amen? No one can take him away from you. And no one can take you away from him. Come on. So we pursue peace in the midst. What do I mean by pursue peace? I mean we chase after it. And so whenever someone tries to snatch that peace away, maybe somebody attacks you with, with a name calling or, or they, they you know, come against you in some way. Maybe, maybe you're under a spiritual attack right now. You know, uh, in Grow You this morning, somebody talked about spiritual warfare. Maybe you're facing that right now in this very moment. Come on. Maybe you came in here today, just drug in. You're frustrated. Satan's trying to attack your peace. Come on, but we pursue it. We say, no, you're not going to take my peace away. 
because my peace is in Christ and in what he's done for me. And so I want to do something this morning as we close. If you'll just stand with me, I want to just pray together. We talked about pursuit today on Camo Sunday. Come on. I was so, it was so funny when they, in the Assemblies of God, whenever a pastor takes a church, they, uh, the superintendent comes in and, and installs the pastor. It's kind of a, it's kind of a ceremony. It's, you know, whatever. And uh, Pastor Scott came in and, and uh, Pastor Daphne um, announced Camo Sunday. And so the superintendent was, you know, of the Louisiana district said, wow. That is the most redneck church thing, and it's so awesome. And I was like, come on, you're invited, Pastor Scott. And so, listen, we're talking about pursuit. And there's one, more, there's one more point about pursuit that I haven't made yet, and that's this. You matter so much to God that he pursues you. Let me say that again, because there are some of us here this morning the world has told us that we don't matter. People have told us that we don't matter. People have insulted us or said things or stolen or whatever. But you matter so much to him that he pursues you. You matter so much to God that I, I just, I love that verse so much. It says, while you were still sinning, that he died for us. That's pursuit. Come on, that's relentless. Thank you, Jesus, for that. So let's pray together. God, I just pray right now that if there's anyone in this room that God doesn't have peace, God, maybe they feel like they haven't had faith. Maybe their faith has been shaken for different reasons. Maybe there's someone here, God, that hasn't pursued righteousness in every aspect of their life, in the words we speak, in the things we view, God. Holy Spirit, I just pray right now that you reveal those things to us. In this very moment. God, I just pray right now.